Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode, we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as His people. In this episode, we will discover the mysteries of Christ that were hidden but are now revealed to us in the creation. The Bible opens with these words, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the first word in Hebrew is Bereshit. The word signifies the very act of creation. God brought being into existence from non-being, something from nothing. In the beginning, Bereshit, the Lord God made all things perfect, each living organism on earth divinely planned and woven into the most remarkable fabric of creation, a living tapestry of God's artwork, every detail carefully and methodically executed by the wisdom of God, because creation without wisdom would be chaos. But the universe is far from that. It is intelligently designed by God's hand. Each star and speck of dust, he has moved into place, every planet in our solar system carefully aligned, and the earth itself delicately cloaked in a firmament of water and oxygen, a biosphere capable of sustaining all life. The creation starts with God's wisdom, which our sages also call the beginning. In Psalm 104, it says, O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. So let's revisit Genesis with emphasis added now to the verse. With the beginning, Bereshit, God's wisdom created the heavens and the earth. And it's through the creation that God's wisdom has revealed his unbound will and knowledge. It says in Proverbs chapter 3, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, by understanding he established the heavens. And because God's wisdom has eternally existed with him, the creation itself, in a spiritual sense, has also eternally existed with God, but it was void and it was without form. So another way to look at it is this. The creation existed in God's thought, and God's thought would lead to his acts of creation. This action would emanate as wisdom, which is the source of the laws of creation. And one of these laws is time. And in his appointed time, God would bring the creation into physical existence. And even the Son of God, who is the source of all life, has eternally existed with the Father. It says in John chapter 1, he, Christ, was in the beginning with God. But in God's time, Christ would emanate in this natural world, as it says in Galatians chapter 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son born of a woman. So let's explore this a little bit more deeply now. Rabbi Hoshea opens his Midrashic discourse on Genesis chapter 1 with a proof text from Proverbs chapter 8. It says, Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. So here the Torah is describing its relationship with God even before the advent of creation. And the first line of this proverb translates from a more simple Hebrew sentence structure, which means, I was then his Amon. 
Now, the word Ammon is interpreted by the sages to mean several things. It means either hidden, covered, great insignificance, nurse or nursling, or master craftsman. And we will see that all these interpretations point to Yeshua. The word Reshit, beginning, is a reference to the Torah, the written word of God, the books of Moses. It says in Proverbs chapter 8, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. And so whenever we refer to the Torah, we are speaking of the written word. And in John chapter 1, it says in the New Testament, we read that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word Ammon can be interpreted to mean hidden or also great in significance. In the words of the sages, it says, For only God understands its ways, the ways of the Torah, and knows its station and quality through his self-knowledge. As it were, knowing himself, he also knows the Torah that is entirely one with him. And so this is a statement of God's unity with the written word of God. However, this was concealed from all mortal eyes. As is written by our sage, Rabbi Arizal, he says, My face, which is the innermost dimensions of the Torah, or the inwardness of God as implied by the Hebrew word panim, which means face or front or countenance, God says, These shall not be seen. So these mysteries are then hidden in the narrative of the Torah, but they all point to Yeshua, the Son of God, and the only one who is great in significance. And so for these reasons, Paul says that I tell you a mystery. I reveal to you this mystery. And in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul says, Oh, the unsearchable riches of Christ, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery from which the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say in Acts chapter 4, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And then lastly, in Philippians, he says in chapter 2, he says, Therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Now the word Ammon can also be interpreted to mean covered. And the sages use Lamentations chapter 4, verse 5 as a proof text for this. It says, those who were brought up, which means covered, in scarlet, which is a reference to sin. And scripture tells us that we have all been brought forth in iniquity. And here unknowingly, the sages are prophetically speaking of Yeshua, the only one who is covered in scarlet. Scarlet is the color of sin, but it's also the color of atonement that Christ made through the shedding of his blood. It says in Isaiah chapter 53, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. You see, Yeshua became our sin. And to those who are now in Christ, it is as though we have never sinned. So in the words of the sages, it says concerning the innermost level of the Torah, it says, I was by him Ammon, which means one who is nurtured, and the Midrash comments, the Midrash are the rabbinical commentaries on the Torah, it says, do not read Ammon, but Uman, which means one who nurtures. 
So the word amon can be interpreted by its relationship to the word omen, which means nurse or nursling. And so the Torah is telling us, I was then his nursling. Yeshua was born into this world, physically nursed by his earthly mother and spiritually nursed by his heavenly father. And let's read scripture to see that. In Luke chapter 11, it says, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. In Isaiah chapter 53, it says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, like a nursling, and as a root out of dry ground. And in Luke chapter 2, it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Yeshua is also the great healer, the great nurse, and the one who nurtures. And he has promised to gather, restore, and to heal the remnant of the house of Israel. It says in Numbers chapter 11, Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them? That you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers. And in Isaiah chapter 60, the Lord says, Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. And lastly, the word Amon can be further understood in the sense of Uman, which means master craftsman. And the verse in the Torah declares, I was the craftsman's tool in the hands of the Holy One. Blessed is he through which he created the worlds. The Midrash, again, which is the rabbinic commentary on the Torah, explains this concept using a parable. And it reads like this. In the usual practice of the world, when a king of flesh and blood builds a palace, he does not construct it based on his own knowledge, but based on the knowledge of a craftsman. And the craftsman, likewise, does not construct it based on his knowledge, but rather he has papers and diagrams from which to know how to make the rooms and how to make the wicked doors. And so too did the Holy One, blessed is he, peer into the Torah and thus created the world. And so again we see the word reshit in the beginning is a reference to the Torah. And so our parable is saying that with the Torah, in other words, with Yeshua, with the written word of God, who is the word made flesh as his tool, God created the heavens and the earth. And the Apostle John states this so clearly in chapter 1, verses 3, and then in verse 10, he says, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. And so then, how are we to see Yeshua? Well, he's the master craftsman. He is the carpenter whom the Father sent forth to build the living tabernacle of God. And Yeshua only did what he saw the Father doing. So he is precisely building this tabernacle according to the blueprint that his Father has given him. And what is this blueprint? Well, going back to Genesis chapter 1, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. You see, we were made in the image of God who is spirit and placed in a physical body to have dominion over God's creation. And apart from the angels, it was always God's desire to dwell with men. It says in Revelation chapter 21, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, 
and God himself will be among them. And so the word amon contains the root letters for the word amen, implying let it be so. And according to the Talmud, it is related to the word amanah, which means truthfulness, credence, or belief. And so the word amen is an affirmation that we believe what God has spoken, spoken by his word, and that this is a confirmation that God will bring his word to completion, to fulfillment. The Lord said, my word will not return to me void. And the pinnacle of God's workmanship was man. We are a being of both physical and spiritual nature, who in every aspect we were created in the perfect image of God himself. Our bodies were made from the dust of the universe, while our inner being, the core of who we truly are, is that breath of life that came directly from God. And so we're not merely just copies of our Creator, but we are actually part of Him. And now in Christ, we have become a new creation in Him, and we are eagerly awaiting our new body that is incorruptible and without sin. And all of creation was made for man. It is a garden of exploration that was to captivate our imagination, a world that would continually move us to stand in awe of our Creator. And so God has made us the caretakers of His creation, to have dominion over His earthly kingdom, and to do so with the same delicacy and reverence as our Creator. And so our, our sages tell us that this, in fact, is the whole purpose of man and the purpose for which he and all the worlds, both upper and lower, were created, that God should have such a dwelling place here below how this earthly abode for God is the purpose of all creation. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you, and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.